Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or have a listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the snooze, reviews, and interviews. Italy's biggest pop duo got the rusical treatment. I guess you gotta be from there to truly appreciate it. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Italia 3. And guess who's back in the house is the biggest bottle in Kiata stand in Washington, D.C.? It's Scout's Honor. Wait, scratch that. It's Precious Envy pinch hitting for Scout. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm not the biggest bottom in D.C., but... No, no. <laughs> um, wow, Paula e Chiara. Good for them. Uh, who I did not know she was like a famous Italian pop star till till I saw the episode. Well, I mean, God, like, last season I don't know if you've got that far, but she mm. was I think the last uh, guest judge last season. Paula, um, yeah, no, so, I yeah, so she that's why she is a part of the universe. I guess that was her tryout. That might have been her tryout. That's how I feel with uh, was it Germany right now? I feel like they're trying out the. Uh, the mm-hmm. in the Instagram girl because I it's feel like Stefania. they're like it's funny which who I'm liking but I'm her. like I'm all three in a row I'm like going girl I'm all Diane yeah your time is up girl yeah <laughs> um Herbert good for Herbert uh, not good for Herbert all right pronunciations I apologize I don't know Italian but I'm gonna get better and by the time we have season sixty nine we're gonna be there we'll, we'll be we'll be there. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us. Reality TV production. We are showing the editing and television show wants us to see reaction to presented. Yes, the real people get an opportunity going on television. You care of the crap, but they've also been themselves in the position to be discussed with us in the podcast. We're discussing the entertainment reality television show. Okay, um, here, 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 here's the thing. Drag Race Italia. It's always been the fever dream that Scout and I love, and and you're uh-huh. here now talking about Drag Race Italia in full episode. How you feeling? This season feels more like a first season to me than mm-hmm. a third season. I think because they did the whole overhaul of the guest judges, it has, I think, the sets a little different than before. Yes. It, you know, having it be a new production team behind the behind it, it the, the vibe to the series is has a very, like, first season vibe than third season. Um I'm liking it so far, but it has, I think it is that thing where it's very much in its Italian roots. And if you don't know the country well enough, you mm-hmm. miss a lot. Like yes. the fact that I did not know either who this to um, the pop duo um, hearing some of their music. I was like, Oh, this is, this is this catchy shit. Yeah. Um, I'm all, this is some catchy ass shit. I'm all, again, they did it in like late 90s, early aughts, where like where they were really big. And it's, I don't know, it's just like I'm enjoying it, but I'm still like, like both this challenge and then last week's challenge, both were kind of like, okay. Okay. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. A dis- Especially with last week. This week wasn't as much as a disconnect because it very much was them doing their music. Uh, once mm-hmm. you kind of got, you can kind of, you can kind of 
put pick things together to figure out where things are going. Whereas the Epworth last episode with the the Greece challenge, it I don't know what the hell they were doing. I still don't know if it was an improv challenge or a scripted challenge. And the fact that they were like, hi, yeah, one team is going to win, the other team's not. And you're just like, well, that was weird because you had people who were on both teams that, like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But, you know, I'm all, I'm not in charge of the show. That's true. Neither am I. Well, oh, girl, she gone. And by that, um, my, my green, though, it's still there. Amy Crania is gone. Layla is tired and full of emotion, but not as much as Amy Kanania, whose dream has been door dashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they will give a light round of applause for their fallen sister, but really, did any of them really care? Um, Amy Kanania, really beautiful, gorgeous, but filler queen. I still I liked her. She was one of my favorites on my little yeah. on my little thing from the uh from our from our preview pass cast. Sylvana is congratulated by her victory, but Sapatio is not thrilled. Wah, 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 wah. Don't worry, your curtain will fall soon. Don't worry. <laughs> Layla wants to say bad things, but she's filled with such joy she can't. So Sapatio tells her to turn to Shiva for bad things. I mean, reminder, uh, she did just dress as a recycled Pennywise, which she has worn for Halloween's many a time. <laughs> Lena hey. is going to... Listen, if, if it works, it works. Lena's going to make a joke about Shiva. And her height compared to Sapatio. Now listen, they're Italian. They could be tiny meatballs. I don't know. For all we know, Sapatio could be like six foot a hundred. I don't know. Shiva could be the size of Jax. I don't know. But we'll find out a little bit later. Um, I do feel like this is a short cast. Uh, yeah, it does feel like whenever they whenever they have them standing together at an angle, it does feel like a lot of these girls are small. Layla's feeling the tension. She has gone from the top to the bottom, and Melissa reminds her you have to always give 110% while you're there. Why Why do we have that phrase, give it 110% if we all know that it's not 110%? Why do we do that to ourselves? Um, Because we're overachievers. Yeah, that's true. The balance of the race is changing. Let's see what happens next. And get ready for that Priscilla jump scare in the credits. I am still not used to seeing anyone but Rue, so that was still very scary. It just comes out of nowhere. Um, now, you are a Spoopy Doopy fan. Um, are you a fan of jump scares? Um, Not necessarily, but if that's the only thing that's going to scare me in a horror movie, um, okay, I guess it's needed. I understand... I yeah. I understand why they're there. Um, I watched a movie the other night that is like my th- my biggest like haunted houses are always like that genre of horror is not my favorite, but I'll watch them. And mm-hmm. I was watching one where it's just like it's like because it's a slow burn in regards to like everything to catch up. And there are moments where it's like it's those jump scares where things just appear and you're like ah, and it's so when those happen in a horror movie. I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, even I'm, I'm like watching going like, she's going to turn around, something's going to be there. And then it's like, then I'm like, motherfucker got me. Um, Since last night was um, Halloween, I decided to watch a scary movie because it was available. And and I want, I wanted to be the head of the game. So I watched uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I watched, I I, I went to the movie theater and watched it. Yeah, I was like, um, I want to give it. I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was, it took a while for it to like, gear up for me mm-hmm. um but like by the end i was like i think for me i think it was a, a P, i think it was pg-13 it was pg-13 i think if it was if it got the r 
I think what little death scenes you got, I think would have been much better with more gore. If if they do get a sequel, and I feel like it will get a sequel, um, I think they're gonna bump it up to R, and it's gonna be yeah, because that's the one thing. Because I think a lot. Because I think um, if you liked Five Nights, I would recommend Willie's Wonderland. Okay. It's very okay. similar, but it's Nick Cage. Yes, and I heard about it. Is amp- the gore is amped up on that one. Great, great, great. Um, all I'm going to say is I still don't understand uh, Josh Hutcherson in a um, parental unit role because he still looks like he's 21. Um, but yeah, Google search, he's 30. That eternal boy face. Yeah. All right. Good morning, fish shop. She is ready to bite. Lashiva, making things go right over my head first thing in the morning. But I found out that is a reference to a TikTok. Um, they love referencing things because I just don't get it. I actually, before uh, before we jumped on, I was searching images of the Rusical so I can kind of like have a background image. Um, I got the lovely sisters in glitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the first, one of the first things that popped up was like a reference to all the stuff so that's what's like it referenced every music video as well so i was yes, like yes, okay yes. um yeah. and so that was one of the first things it said it's like oh this is a tiktok and i'm like one of the things where like i watched they showed the tiktok and i'm like going okay i still funny. don't get it i still get it i guess i guess if you, well yeah, i have yeah. a feeling you and i watched the same video because i will throw a lot of those references <laughs> in when yeah we, get we probably did because i had to i was like i'm not gonna do my notes and not understand any of the music mm-hmm. so here we are now, like some other franchises, we are going to see the winner get honored on the mannequin with their winning look. And by winning look, uh, it's Silvana's sheer look and hard pass. That was terrible. <laughs> Welcome to Berlin. <sighs> they are the top 11 and really stop celebrating. Um, that's what Drag Race UK 5 started with. Wait, scratch that. That's not <laughs> what the BBC says. <laughs> not according to BBC. The girls will notice some fabric and colored pencils in the middle of the table, and some of the girls are a bit worried what might be coming. Melissa says she's worried, but she's a good actress. Come on, she loves sewing at home, and she's quite good at that, too. Is there anything we're going to find out that Melissa cannot do? Um, no. Yeah, no. She's good. So how many of them can sew? Well, Savada can cook, and Vazaria says in her spare time she's a surgeon, so she can sew. And that was a joke, though, if it was the case, that would have been a much bigger deal to have an actual doctor in the cast. Yep. We've got nurses. That's about this far. The alarm sounds. Let's get this day underway. Priscilla gives the girls hints of the queens of the seven notes when they have decided to dedicate the episode to. It's the sister act where half of the act plays the role of judge. It's following Kiara. Do we know who we would compare these two to in America? Like, not necessarily as a pair, but as a musical artist. Like, where do they land in gay pop culture music universe? Like, is it Katy Perry? Is it Kesha? Kelly Clarkson? Are they more on the level of a Gaga Madonna? Someone just please tell us. What do you think? I think they're like... I feel like they were like a Britney Christina level. Okay, okay. Like, because it feels, it feels like it's like that around that time era, around that time frame that certain type of pop music i feel like they were probably i don't think they probably were like i would say leaning probably more toward like the pop side of like a britney emulating mm-hmm, madonna mm-hmm. kind of pop um I, that's where i feel like that's like from what i was hearing and they like they some of the the, the songs i was i um had, they reference had like you know they were doing some ballads doing some high numbers and yes. it's just like okay yeah they were doing a little bit of everything 
Daddy Priscilla is here telling them they have a big episode ahead of them. Now, I really thought we were getting a runway, and I did a Google search, and I was like, that would have been the most boring runway if we had Night of a Thousand Polly Kiara. Um, thank God I was just a title holder. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was going to be the runway, too, and I wasn't paying attention when they changed it. So when the first look came out, I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, she will sing one of her favorite songs from the girls, and it was has the words ecstasy and Kama Sutra, so they sound like they have a fun time. Mm-hmm. Priscilla tells us that the Yatsi sisters have been supporters of the battles and the rights of the LGBTQIA plus community as their bravery to show support was seen as an act of courage and was not always advantageous. Well, the arrival of Chiara is here. And no, not the singer, the one with the leaves stuck in her head. It's Chiara Franchitti. <laughs> she will sing the words leading to the announcement of their maxi challenge. It is the celebration in rusical form. And yes, friends, that's two rusicals in one drag race week. It's too much, too much. Lena tells us that Palaikiara deserve a musical for them, uh, maybe even on Broadway. And I was like, oh, my God, they know what Broadway is in Italy. That's amazing. <laughs> they they, they mean you? the West End. They mean the West End. <laughs> Who do you think deserves a musical about them? And don't say Gaga. We already got that one last season on Drag Race Italia. Uh, maybe I missed, oh, I must have missed that episode. No, we didn't. Um, who, who, who? Um... We, okay, so we've gotten done share. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like we've done like because they've referenced like Babs and Judy and like so many other things, mm-hmm. and we got Madonna already. I mean, we've had Joan Call, um, Joan Crawford. So Crawford. You can give us a, a oh, we can even do too. Uh, well, since we did Joan, we have to do Bette Davis. Okay, interesting. I think that could be fun. I can see it. Mm-hmm. Just so I can hear, go, go, come on, it's gonna be a bumpy night. Poor Eve. Kiana tells us that they are telling the story of two great artists, which, if you think about, is almost every fairy tale. Once upon a time, there were two extraordinary artists, resounding success, a myriad of adoring subjects, then a fractured heel with a big, big happy ending. Um, great, it's a risical. Um, and Kiara promises it's going to be a rage. Bring it to Broadway. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> whoever wrote this had fun. And they oh, said, yeah. we're here for Italians and not for anybody else in the world, but enjoy it um also i just want the drugs that chiara francini is on she is loving life and i'm not so whatever she's doing let me do it exactly exactly can i just need a hit of what she's hitting so i can be on her level now judging their performances will be ha 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 chiara i mean avi like that was a hard crowd to get mm-hmm. chiara will see them in the auditions and yeah they got an audition for their part get ready for the chaos now, before we do our audition session, the girls are going to get a chance to read and listen to the script. Sapario says the fantasy would be to be Paolo and Chiara in one. And well, I don't think that's what the author intended for this show. Sapario <laughs> is not worried about the challenge. She'll sleep on a fluffy pillow tonight. The ego of this theater queen. We get a lot of content of Sapario, and I know that I was not a big fan preseason. I know Scout wasn't a big fan preseason. How are you feeling about Sapario now? I think what I I think her ego is keeping me from really liking her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like when she came in. I yeah, I think I think she's. I didn't care for her in the Meet the Queens, 
but I think I've, I'm, I'm, each episode I warm up to her just slightly more. But yeah, I'm not like fully yet like she's my favorite. Yeah. She has her moments where she's just like, okay, I think you're, you're, you're doing good. Then she has other moments where I'm like, girl, no. Right. right. Well, she's going to tell us a little bit of history of the sisters, where she tells us they opened for Michael Jackson in Italy. I shall keep all my comments to myself. <laughs> Unlike the hands of Michael Jackson on Little Boys. The girls will sing along to the tracks as we see <laughs> Vazaria ask Melissa for a favor. She's shitting herself. If she gets a dance part, she will help her. Um, and Melissa is going to be the Thanos for this cast because she's going for the crown and mis- miscongeniality. Like, she yep. wants it all. Now, What's really interesting, we're going to have this conversation. And technically, we know what parts they're going to get. But technically, they have not had auditions yet. So technically, did she know that Melissa was going to be her scene partner the entire time to ask that one person to be the one to help her? Mm Mm-hmm. Conspiracy unlocked. Yeah, because that was also a thing where they had them talking. And then they had, they all went into their audition. They came out of the audition or the next scene is them getting ready. So Mm -hmm. we never got told who got what part. Correct. Correct. But again, it was the same thing where it was like, I think it was like, even I think Sapatio said something like, teach me how to sing. I'll teach you how to sew or some things like that. And Mm -hmm. it was again, that thing where it's like, because that was the one thing when I saw her be front and center, I was like, you knew this girl can't dance at all right and you gave her the second lead yeah i was like so obviously they wanted you gone that's that's all i could say i agree we'll talk about it now vizaria has never danced in her life and those are things that scout sonner has said as well she's not (laughs) here to defend herself so i'm gonna make the digs Morgana will tell Vitrilla, Trillia to be calm. And um, she's like, my name is Vizaria. And Morgana is like, Vitrilia. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Cue the montage of the likes of Melissa LaPrada and Sapario trying to say her name. And then Vizaria wins the confessional, awarding them, saying she will do a 45-minute YouTube tutorial on how to pronounce her name. Uh, something I actually needed preseason, if anyone remembers that podcast. <laughs> um, but just call her Valeria. That was funny. At least she's a good sport about it. That was the thing too. It's just like they. She uh, when I saw her getting screen time, I'm like, either she's go- it's going to be one of those like misdirects, and it's like, oh shit, you win the episode, or I'm like, or there, or it's like, hi, we're having our fun with you because yeah. you're going home. Yeah, I know this was her episode to go home, but really, like this was a fun segment. And I think she was a trooper for going along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, the amount of times I've watched my friends have their name butchered, it's no fun. Um. So that's why I just change your name sometimes, like Squirt Sonner. <laughs> that child will be born one day. All right, the queens have arrived at the Rusical audition. And well, it's just a, it's in a random part of the studio that's just very bright. And all the girls are just going to get their sisters um, to watch them as they fight for the parts. And it was just, it was an interesting thing mm-hmm. because this is not the first time we've had a full on audition session. In fact, Espana 3 just did it. Yeah, do you that's right. like the girls being placed in roles, or do you think that is a surefire way to influence the outcome of an episode? Well, this is the thing about about a lot of times when you do the rusicals or even like a comedy challenge where everyone has a set part, when they are reading the descriptions, half the time it is like, this is Queen A, that is Queen B, that's Queen C, and then Queen C is like, no, I want to be outside my box. I want to be Queen A, and then it's because that's either going to be that's going to make me show the judges that I'm different, 
And it's, you know, it's either going to be to your favor or as we saw in the musical of UK, Dee Delicious, never seen a panto in her life, deciding to be the dame who is like one of the biggest parts of the show. Yeah. And you're just like, because it's because she wants to go outside her comfort zone. So I think when you and a then lot she of says time, it wasn't outside of her comfort zone because she likes was, buns and daddies. Exactly. But so I think it's like when you have a set list of the girls choose themselves, production always is like, well, their their descriptions are there because we, that's going to be like, that's me. I'm going to do this part. Right. So and they want to get it so that way they can make sure they can get you out to be like, oh, well, you just kind of were you. So kind of thing like that. Whereas something like having them audition, you kind of have, especially if you're having the other queens are like watching and listening could be like, well, she has the best voice. So obviously she should get this role kind of thing like that. But, you know, obviously you have a girl who can sing really well, but can't dance. And you're like, hi, we're going to make you one of the leads. Well, Kiara will be leading the charge alongside a battle Camille and choreographer Momo Sachetti. Um, I would let him in my bed. Uh, same. And I was also like, why did not, why didn't we get a choreography session? Like that's all he did was just was like he did one dance with Melissa and that was it. Yeah. Um. Have you ever auditioned for a musical? I did. Are you and... a Miss Darbus? Um. A what? Mrs. Darbus. I don't know what that is. Oh my god. Okay. Then my next joke's not going to work either. But continue, and then I'll make my. But next um. Joke. I. I. Yes. I. I auditioned for a music. Two musicals in high school and one in college. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to vocal warm-up, Sharpay? Well, I know that joke. Um, I don't. Starbucks is really... the the teacher. Oh, see, I, I'm too. I was too old for High School Musical. Okay, of course. So was I technically, but I love it. Um, do you have a vocal warm up? Uh, no, not really. I think it's just just blowing piece. whoever's in the um, bathroom. Exactly. You know, me, 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 oh, me, 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 yeah. me, oh, you know. All right, well, the first audition will be Theater Queen Zapario, who will not only showcase a mediocre voice, but dance in a spot as the other girls will dance behind her. Why? I don't know. It was a party that no one asked for. So Momo will be asked by Kiara what he thought about the gestures, and he says they are coming. Well done. I guess they left a lot of the cutting room floor. They're going to say, Zapario, well done. Well, yeah, well, because we didn't get a lot. Like, they cut a lot of the girls. So it's like it was very, some girls got quick things. And they focused heavy on just a couple girls. Kiara tells her that rhythm and tenacity are important. More words that are not associated with Scout's honor, who is not <laughs> here to defend herself. We will see Layla do the kicks and the splits and show off for the girls. And Paolo will dance next to her. And yeah, HR was like, please stop. Mm-hmm. Next, we see Melissa just give us the flavors of Brazil. And Momo was so turned on. Uh, the way that he was looking at her, he was like, yummy. And then they're going to dance together. And I was like, this could have been an episode of Dance with the Drag Stars. She was so fucking good. Uh, maybe she'll be on the next season of Strictly. Maybe in Italy. I'm sure they have Strictly. They probably they do, do, yeah. Lena will tell us that in a rusical, those who take the greatest risk are those who are not used to singing. Cut to La Prada, who, well, at least she's pretty <laughs> out of drag. Uh, jury's still out for in drag. Her injury, yeah, it's... we're going to talk about it. We have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that she does not sing and then she's going to do it on the runway, girl. I at least she... I fucking hate pretty twinks. I just hate it. I hate it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. 
Next up is Cicely, who is ever so timid in the vocal department. And I'm like, bitch, you go to the British School of Drag. That's required. What do you do at your gigs if you don't sing every fucking time? She tells jokes. I don't. I guess that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that's the, the other thing. Girl. It's like if they're if they're not if they're not a comedy queen or a live singing queen, they have to look drop dead gorgeous, pretty. Literally, the shocker of all shockers is the voice that Morgana had. I was so impressed. What was less impressive was the wave of swaying arms in the background. Surely the producers told them just act a fool and enjoy yourself because yep. you're going to be sitting there for a couple hours. Anyway, oh, I wonder. Morgana, oh, that probably took so long because there's what eleven of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now Morgana will ask Paolo what he thought, and he's like, "There's room for improvement." I would have jumped the table and slapped him. Um, but she just wants private lessons, I think. He he had some questionable judging this episode. Lena's back telling us that she's the one risking the most, but she will show up and tell us that she can turn an emergency situation into a success. Uh, really building it up for us, hot stuff. Really building it up <laughs> for us. Um, well, it's her turn at the mic, and then she's she's pretty solid. Like autotune would surely be her best in this situation. Yeah. Now, Lashiva tells us to wait until the diaphragm inflates, and she's here to showcase the art of singing, said no one in that room. Momo will be like, what a look. And that is called the art of throwing shade. Mm-hmm. Lightning Aurora, who is still on this show, though many have forgotten that, gets her turn to sing out, and well, she is fine. She's not memorable. She tells us she does well orally, and yeah, good for you. Um, so does Scout, wherever she is right now. Look where she is. Probably doing moral things. All right, Silvana's turn. And you know what? She is a character. And whatever she is doing gets all the girls to crack up. And Kiara's like, you're my favorite ever. More of that. Um, Listen, I love laughing at stupidity. Um, And then Kiara's just going to call her a sexy teleshopping. Mm-hmm. And like, I, what, what a reference. Why? We're going to talk a lot about Silvana. I don't have anything against her. But I, I don't like gaslighting. I feel with Savannah is she is a staple. She'd be a queen that was like... She's Sharon. Yes. So she's Sharon. And it's someone who is... But I don't think she, she has Sharon's talent. That's, that's yeah. the thing. I expect I expect Savannah to last a long time because they can love her. But I, I also expect she's going to go. And I clearly see her getting this congeniality. She's gonna like, be the fucking finale. You watch it happen. She it's yeah, they, happen. they do love her. They do love her. But I'm like, yeah, I yeah, she's one of those queens where it's like I do like her. I do think she's funny. I like her confessionals, but it, it does feel like I think she's getting the pass because I think of who she is in the community, I guess. I think so too. So that's that's what I think. Meanwhile, um, Mother has arrived. It's like, why didn't I get that pass when I was on the show on season six? <laughs> All right. Viseria is shitting herself, but Kiara is curious to know what role she aspires to be in the audience. Great line. She tells Kiara, given that she was a cement mixer in a previous life, she has difficulty moving. And Kiara's like, oh, well, you still have to do pop music. We will hear Viseria sing, and it's on par to what Drag Race contestants tend to do. She's fine with her throat, but other things. And Kiara says, sometimes the mouth is enough. 
again, HR is like, okay, we love the w, double, double innuendos and everything, mm-hmm. and she's the bitch who like wanted to fuck you last week, so maybe don't say that to her, because then you know, she might actually think it'll happen. Yep. Now, like, we will uh, not hear... Hotel room when this is done, thank you. Literally. We will not hear anything more about their roles or who was cast as what, because we have to end this segment with Momo teaching Kiara and Paolo to dance, and well, why the hell not? Um, I mean, everyone can do the little circle, circle, arm, and jiggle, jiggle. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ask me to do it at a fast speed. But Kiara's just moving that pelvis because that's all that matters in her universe. <laughs> well, it's the day of the show, y'all. Literally, we have completely bypassed any semblance of rehearsal. What we will get now is going to be a total surprise. For those international viewers needing a boost when it comes to references, Google it yourself and hope for the best. I will try to guide you when we go through it. Yep. Sissy will tell us that she had fun and rehearsal went well. I'll take your word for it. So they're going to get into makeup as the girls will use the time to talk about how they're feeling fresh and low. Like, I'm not going to make the joke. I'm not going to make a fresh and low joke. Moving on. Layla is excited for the rose school, but also very nervous. As a professional dancer, she is sure that people have certain expectations for her. She is also a perfectionist, so she has even more expectations on herself. Now comes the, quote, girl of it all. We hear Viseria say the word in a deep baritone, and it's going to be a thing in this workroom. Lashiva compares it to the sound of a burp. Viseria says, girl, because she can't say the words they have taught her, which include the Italian versions of for fuck's sake and holy shit and what a beautiful package. You know what? Honestly, these are essential words when traveling in Italy. Exactly. The discussion turns to the fun they had in the auditions, even though Vizaria felt like she was going to die. Uh, she's got the singing in, but the dancing part, it's bad. So Melissa's like, I could die watching you dance. I think she was trying to be positive, but the translation made it sound very negative. Exactly. Google, you gotta do better for us, please. <laughs> now Vizaria notes that she and Sapario are the two tallest girls there, which checks out. And Saparo says that she was 1.93 meters tall as a child. Now, for you, an American like I, that means jack shit, correct? Uh, correct, yes. When they oh, talk right, about so. meters and when UK talk about stones, now, listen, I, like, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know if you're a Saturday Night Live fan, but this past episode, they did a... Um, uh, a skit about uh, what they're going to put in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and everything, mm-hmm. and they uh, talk about all these things and and discussing how it's going to be the best thing to do is have our own measurement system. It, it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone who hates America, it's going to be the best sketch you've ever seen in the world. Now, for us Americans, one point nine three meters. Saparo was a child at. Six three, which now makes more sense. So she is six three. So, uh, Vizaria is just below her, which means all the other girls are probably little tiny little meatballs. So there are heights. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eureka O'Hara of Italy is what we're going to call Sapario now. Well, is it because she's also a big girl? The elephant queen has arrived, <laughs> and, and she's wearing red. Her. And she's wearing red. All right, Vizaria is inspired by Sapario and how comfortable she is with her movements, and she as she is not with hers. Sapario tells her to teach her to sing, and she will teach her to dance, but says it all comes down to confidence more than anything. She says, "Be in form and move with agility." 
Zapario wants to empower and says, be proud of your body as everyone is beautiful in their own way. For you. Thanks, therapist. Anyway, Vizaria <laughs> says she is comfortable with her body, but has been told all of her life that she walks in an infeminate way and laughed for him. The biggest challenge for her is to have fun in this challenge. She has never danced in her life and never had fun dancing. Well, Melissa tells her that's what it should be about. Dancing is fun. I have not had fun dancing since I stepped on the dance floor with a twinkle ghost in me. I have not stepped on the dance floor since. Fuck you, Twink. Sapario, I'm ready for more therapy. <laughs> now, I don't know if you notice when you're watching an episode, if you're like me and you're like, what? What? Um, I pressed the pause button when we got to the runway portion because it wasn't even 20 minutes into the episode and we were already on the main stage. Yeah, they sped through everything here for the rusical like yeah. i because but i don't even feel the rusical was even that long because we've had some no long it was, it was, the introduction was like five minutes long mm-hmm. well because everyone wanted to sing they all wanted to they all wanted to have their own part and like this is my favorite song let's sing it kind of moment. i can only imagine what's cut out of the rupaul introductions like how long does she talk to everybody first Oh my god! Oh god! Yes. No. Rue's Rue's very much like let's go boom boom boom. Let's hit it. You know, it's old hat for her. Priscilla is giving circus bodysuit with dazzling hair. Kind of like the look, but also is a bodysuit. Our panel includes Chiara Francini, who once again is lacking in the headpiece department, but makes up for it with a giant parrot on her chest. Mm-hmm. Rue and her zebra are shaking. <laughs> We have Paolo Camilli, who really loves Guy Liner and Wild Prince, and it's Paolo Ayatzi in purple, joined by her equally unimpressed sister, Chiara Ayatzi in pink. Um, only in Italy can we have two Chiaras in one room. I know. Mm-hmm. Right, and, technically, and technically, two Paolas, because, you know, Paolo. Paolo, Paolo. Yeah. Um, and and Priscilla's like, <laughs> I'm original. Now, I want to preface this. We know nothing. We are witnessing this phenomenon for the first time as we watch. We are bound to miss references. Then please tell us. We want to know what we are watching if we ever find the time to watch this episode back again. So you've been warned. We are going to critique this challenge based on what we see. Do you have anything else you want to say before you talk about this? Um, no, no. Now we're told it's a fairy tale and they're really going to dive into it. We begin really in the mystery where our narrator played Belle Silvana and her choice of makeup sing us a lullaby. The fairy tale is as follows. In the kingdom of Dragland, two girls were born. Not drag queens, girls. Whatever. I.e. Paula and Chiara. And now we see Melissa as Paula and Viseria as Chiara. How do you think they were cast as sisters? Like, what was the criteria? One is a dancer, one is Vizaria. Yeah, I, I don't know. They didn't even... Tr- well, I don't think there's anyone in the cast that really could look... That look close enough like each other. No. But you went with the probably the best dancer of the cast. And I guess one of the girls who has a good voice. I don't... You know, a lot of the girls couldn't really tell what their vocals were. And one um, of the tallest and one of the shortest. Exactly. It's one of those things to be like, it really was kind of being like, 
I don't know how they decided to go with the casting. Well, if they were going to go with Too Tall, they would have both. It would have been Sapario, but I was like, no, they need. They want her to be the disco ball. Now they're going to do their best baby acting, and you know what? The camera close-up shots, g- gross and campy. The camera shots on this season. Whoever is behind the camera focuses in on the most random body parts. And it's like there was, I think, let's see, there a couple of shots of the girls dancing, and it zoomed in on Melissa's crotch like three times. And I'm like, well, we don't need that. We don't, I'm like, what, how does that affect the outcome of the show? Uh, yeah, it's just like sometimes, or they do these really weird close ups where I'm like, that's too close. That's too yeah. close. Listen, you know what? Some of the little bottle sucking, house fire sucking, they did their best. They really tried. Mm-hmm. They really tried. We are now introduced to Layla as the pink fairy who gives them charisma. The green fairy, played by a sissy with a severe tan, gives them talent. And <laughs> La Prada is the blue fairy with a very deep baritone who gives them uniqueness. Where are they getting their nerve from? They were born with nerve. All right, there it is. <laughs> Melissa and Vizaria as the Asti sisters pop out of their cribs as they do a rendition of the song She Shamamo Bambine. And I'm sorry, I just cannot see the, like Dakota Schiffer and Vizaria's face. Like her whole look. I was like, that's Dakota Schiffer. <laughs> like beautiful paint, but I was like, that's not, that's that's Dakota Schiffer. The scene then cuts to a disco where we will have a version of the song Festival and Viva L'Amour. And I don't know if production dressed the queens or if they brought them from home, but there was no cohesion from tall and short, but the fairies and bodysuits, literal bodysuits. Mike, I think it was production because I don't think they could have easily or the or it was, what do you girls have in your closets? All right, you're going to wear that, you're going to wear that, you're going to wear that. It had to be production because of the because it was like certain type of roles that you couldn't. But that's what's interesting is like you, you can't tell me that uh fucking Sapario brought what she brought, what she was wearing. Like that does not make sense. Yeah. What this scene showcased was Melissa can dance and Vizaria and La Prada were in their own musical. Also, who the fuck thought La Prada is the queen they wanted center stage as the actual dancer Layla is stage left why mm-hmm. it, what could, it didn't matter color wise like you mix up the fucking fairies yeah. it just didn't make any sense and if they had someone choreographing this it wasn't like it was they choreographed it themselves they had someone choreograph this which we didn't see Momo apparently so Momo what were you thinking Momo come on Momo um, all right, so let's move on. The lightning strikes, and we have the arrival of Lashiva playing Reverend Mother Moge. Now, I have learned that the Moge is the acronym in Italian for Italian Parents Movement, which is a nonprofit group that is dedicated to safeguarding children from pedophilia, bullying, and acts of violent and vulgar television. They are, of course, associated with the church, and they are known for censoring queer themes and have even called for the censoring of Paolo and Chiara's greatest hits for their content. Um, wonderful, wonderful writing to make that the villain of the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, anytime you have a um, religious figure as a villain, um, the queer community is like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think Lashiva once again, second week in the row, looks like Boudoir Lafleur. Yeah, yeah. Also, she did fantastic. Oh, she was so good. She was really good in her role. 
Now, the sidekicks to this character are played by Morgana and an insane makeup job for Lightning Aurora, who it took me the entire show to figure out it was her because I had to play the process of elimination game. Mm-hmm. What do they do? Do they even have solo lines? No. I don't... <laughs> right. Honestly, I only remember... What I remember is them coming out on stage with Lashiva being like having like kind of like more like the wartsy witchy looks yeah and that's all i can remember and then we had a genie for some reason oh we're gonna get there don't you worry um the scene will give us some acting beats from our fairies them repeating the word no 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 the girls will be tempted by a bottle and they will say c c c c c rub it and dream of jimmy unlocked lena galore plays mirage and I will gladly take this genie in a bottle. Uh, send me into ecstasy. Oh my god, I love her. <laughs> I think Lena looked great. And while it was a bit part, mm-hmm. it was safe. It was very safe. Yeah, it was. Th- that part wasn't like meant to do anything but just be there. The Mirage is gone. And now we have hot guys just continue to look at. They're standing there frozen and you can see some of them being like i didn't sign up to be frozen for this long let me move let me move well we're gonna be graced with sapatio as lady glitter ball that first look was something that, yeah that ball it's like hi put yourself in this big old ball it was in this moment where i took my screenshot now y'all can tell me they were emotional but I think the ladies behind me were like, why the fuck do we let these homosexuals do this to our lives? This was their face <laughs> during Sapario's entrance. Bewildered. Now, Sapario spinning as a fucking disco ball and then giving her the most auto-tune performance since Ms. Cracker is insane. And also, Cracker was the one who actually should have won for an auto-tune performance. Robbed. Will Disco Ball save us from hypnosis? Well, they're going to sing a song using Vamos a Balar. Well, you know what? It kind of made me bailar a little bit. I'm kidding. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> we will have a line saying, nobody puts a lady in a corner, which we Americans know that reference to, Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing. Are you a fan of that film? I, I've grown to appreciate it. It was one of those movies that like, my sisters used to watch all the time when they would be home together. So it was something where I was like, again, and as I grew into my my queerness, it's like, oh, now I know why I like the movie so much. Yeah. Well, I just got to ask you, did Sapario give you the time of your life? No. No. Yeah. I, no one well, gave, where was the lift? That's the time of your life. Well, the world is saved and our girls are wearing these two-way gold and silver sequin dresses and Melissa is moving and grooving and Viseria is like, you fucking set me up for failure. Exactly. That would have been me the entire time being like, I'm going to do what I can to move, but like in my head, I'll be like, I would be thinking the entire time being like, this is how you're going to get rid of me. Like, this is how you decide to get rid of me. Now, she did hold hold her own, but she did look terrible next to Melissa. Now, Mm -hmm. winter is over and following Kiara forever, and even the evil one will dance along. 
it was not for us. We know we were not the demo for it. I think they sure had fun, but like, I don't know what to base it on. And I think had we had a bit of the rehearsal and the character discussion, I would have understood the decisions. But overall, I was like, you gotta dumb it down. Because again, I'm not talking as someone who watches this as the sole international version of the show. I watch them all. The other versions are allowing the international viewers in a little bit more. This one, especially this challenge, it was like, nope, go figure it out on your own. Yeah. Like, you had, because it's like, you get the vibe, you have the fairy tale vibes, so you wonder, so you got the references in that aspect of it being like, okay, you're the, the, the blue, the, the fairies from Sleeping Beauty. You have, an e- like, instead of having an evil queen, it's the, the, the church. Um, the music is gonna save you. Um, but yeah, it's like you know. I think it's one of the things. I think it's like it's someone who watched like the Madonna musical who didn't really know Madonna and yeah. trying to be like. For us, we understood the progression mm-hmm. of everything, but for someone who is from you know, who may not know, granted, you know, who doesn't know Madonna. But they may not know her full discography and all that shit. Um, that's where I think it'd be, it'd be someone in that aspect of being like, okay, I don't quite know what these things tie together. But I think the Madonna musical was also very much streamlined, like chronologically her career, where they right. decided to go fairy tale with this. Um, now, speaking of musicals, there was a little fairy tale musical about a um, pop songstress named Britney Spears on Broadway recently. It didn't work. So it didn't work. That's why. That's that. why it closed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Category is long live love. Mm-hmm. In honor of the runway, we're going to play love it or list it. Love if it or get list the it. reference. Thank you. Um, HGTV. Love it too much. <laughs> Starting off with Sicily. Look by Sim Adamson. Hair by Chris Smith. Um, Sim Adamson getting so much work this season and. The judges are going to joke that she doesn't have arms, but they don't know how RuPaul lived for an armless queen. Hashtag gaslighting. <laughs> exactly. um, I think it's cute. It's on theme. It's very simple. I love the hair. I think it was smart to do a brunette. The handcuffs were probably stolen from Scout's private collection. Now, I think if she didn't have pleasers on, I would have liked it styled, but she just went for simplicity here. I'm not offended, but I just need something stronger. And I do wonder like maybe it was harder for her to pack a perfect package and send it all the way from England. Yeah. Um, I think I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really like this look. Um, I thought it was too simple when she came out. I was like, cause I was confused. I thought they were originally doing, um, looks from the Queens. I'm like going like, and then when she walked out like that, I'm going like they wore that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was like, oh no, it's it's not the theme at all. It's completely different because uh, well, technically, I went to the uh, long live love was like long live love. Yeah, I guess I, I you know after a while you just, I zone out a lot of the what, oh, that's when they just start talking. I'm just like, what? What's going on? Huh? All right, because um, I figure I can get it based on how they look. Um, I, I do love the hair. It, it is giving me very. Um, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's like it it, it it looks like she bought it off Amazon and had it shipped there and and was like just zhuzhing the feathers. Nothing wrong with being Amazon queen kids. I'm one myself. 
Um, but I also, it's like, but I'm not on Dragula yet. But apparently, it's I, a massive I, issue. I did, I did. I watched the last night. How could I end All Hallows Eve without watching Dracula? Um, Friends, we're going to talk about it. Do not worry. We are going to hate watch Dracula this season. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I, I just think it's like, I just, I think, I think it's a little too simple. And I think for her, I think she can do better. And I just, yeah, it's like probably like what you said her package of having to ship everything from Europe to Italy was probably a factor into what her looks would be. Kiana Franchini will say the love that moves the sun and the stars. She is the softest, simplest representation of what one thinks when they think of love. Priscilla calls her foamy. Paolo says he has the feeling that when he sees her on stage, she doesn't feel calm. He gets, she gets insecure. Uh, he says when you look at someone on stage, it makes you feel joy and he misses that enjoyment. Sissy says she feels a bit restrained and feels more unblocked every day. She is trying her best. I'm going to give it the softest love it, like right on the line. No, I went over. List it, bitch. List it. Audience, 75% love it. 25% list it. They they were feeling the love. Can you feel the love? Look by Andrea Schermenti, <laughs> hair by Layla. I think it's a very dramatic and deconstructed approach to the theme. This is honoring her love of theater, and you can see the historic elements that make up the look. Mm-hmm. I think it's very busy, yet does have nice cohesion. I am so intrigued by the lace face. Like, I love it, but I also loathe it. The birdcage in the head was wild, but I loved to see the hair played into it. It's pretty and different from anything else in the runway, so she does stand out. Agreed. Um... I think she her her looks so far have been very uh, unique in regards to like how she styles herself. I I love that it kind of gives off this um like Elizabethan type feel. Uh, I love the open exposed like a uh, hoop skirt um, mm-hmm. lining. Um, her makeup came out really good with the with the with the was I guess lace around her face. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I thought she did. She looks beautiful. Like she, I feel like she's one to watch. Like I didn't yeah. quite like. I didn't quite get her in her Meet the Queens, but I feel like she's one of those. It's like, like as long as she's she could sneak her way through because she's good. Her looks, I think, are gonna keep keep giving her momentum. I will give it a love it. It gets a love it for me. Audience, one hundred percent love it. That was her favorite. Lightning Aurora, look by Velvety Rose, horns by La Prada, jewels by Glam Studio Jewels. She is serving you drama. She is giving you drama. She is a drama queen. The horns are representing a woman scorned, maybe a whore scorned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love the color story. I love the neck up. We know that in this house, we do not allow exposed corsets. This is a black corset present to create body. Had this been a black corset adorned in red lace and married the elements she already had, I would allow it. But with the detailing on the shirt and then a plain corset and a plain dress, this felt unfinished. It's evocative, but very incomplete. Um, I, I wasn't paying that much attention to it as you did. Um, I, I liked it. I liked, the, I liked the top half. I love the horns. In the hair, I think her makeup was really done really well. Uh, I didn't mind. I don't. I don't mind an exposed corset really. Um, so I'm gonna give it. It's gonna get a soft love it for me. It'll get a soft love it because I do like the concept. The audience, sixty nine percent love it, thirty one percent listen to it. La Prada, looking hair by La Prada. I mean, sure, whatever. She's singing La Traviata, wearing a galaxy dress, honoring her grandmother. It's a choice. The headpiece and the hairstyle are very classic Italian, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate. The makeup. 
Girl, why purple eyeshadow in those shapes? Please ask your sister for uh, assistance. I think the presentation was just so odd and confusing, and I just don't get her. Yeah, I because I, I figured like the vibe I was getting was was theater queen, but only because I think she was reminded so much of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Mm. Um, but it's like she still feels so green. Like it, it, like it feels like you know what you you know who she reminds me of. This is Shangela season two. Like yeah. only been doing drag for a month, got cast in the show, didn't last episode, but Rue loved the personality so much to bring her back and you got to see what she could do with some time to like fester i am and i I'm think that's what she is i'm I think fully she convinced still needs... she was supposed to go home episode one but adriana picasso fucked up so badly they couldn't save her yeah well yeah because when the when when i saw the shoes come off on, on adriana i was going no you're going you're not oh you, you were gonna last um but yeah i think it's like it feels like she still has time to i think she needs time to bubble still yeah she, i'm like, gonna give know. this it's a listed it's a listed um the headpiece is a love it but the full outfit's a listed audience you're very nice 65 percent love it 35 percent listed melissa bianchini look by dear love of the podcast farita khan's hair by amnesia wigs Cupid hit me. Yes, it's a very easy concept to do Cupid for a love theme runway. What really is remarkable is the way the fabric is used. It's like a latex and it gives you this effect where it looks like it's blowing in the wind. I just have not seen it used in this manner. And for me, that makes it stunning. The hair is pretty. Yes, the bow and arrow are camp level. They're huge. And that ass, listen, it's a gift to watch her walk away. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, I thought this was. Excuse me. Who? Um, I thought this was a really cute idea. Like, obviously, Cupid is. When you think of love, you go with the little, the little Valentine uh, arrow shooter. Um, like you said, the way that they did the outfit to make it look like it is blowing in the wind was gorgeous, and yeah, it was just. I thought it was done really well. And when um, Pablo was like less how much i'm like she's barely wearing anything to begin with what less do you want from her how do you like what minimalism are you asking for these queens queens don't do minimalism that's not true that it's definitely not true you know well, you've seen a new york queen do bare minimum and get paid lots of money for it look just at me next time okay <laughs> no i'm talking about <laughs> I, the ones I don't, wearing no clothes i don't know exactly yes i'm like yeah, that's a bare minimum yeah Bottle oh. says she is obviously inspired by Cupid and Psyche and loves her outfit. He has one wish and would like to see a bit more of a minimal version. And Priscilla says a drag queen is never minimal. Kiara Yahtzee says she is. It's never says doing a, is okay. Kiara Yahtzee says it's never doing a Cupid dress being original, but says hers is very original. Um, I'm gonna give it a love. It I really loved it. It's great. It's beautiful. No, it, it's great. It's a love it for me as well. Audience, 94% love it, 6% list it. Lena Galore, look by Muse Italian Tailoring. What a beauty. She is referencing Sacred and Profane Love by Titian. If you search for it and find it, you will understand where she's going with it. She's giving you the drag version. I love what she has used in the rhinestones, and it's for a purpose. That's a stunning ginger wig. I love the way that the satin is draped. Really beautiful. Is it her best? It's really going to be hard to top last week. 
Oh yeah, last week was just so killer. Um, Literally. And yeah, when I saw the reference point to it, I was like, oh, spot on. Um, yeah, um, I thought she did a great job. I thought it looked very beautiful. And the wig, I was I was like, um, I have a wig very similar in color. Where I was like, I kind of want that style on it. I don't Do know. Do it. I don't know if it's as long. Mine might be a little shorter, but I think it's like the. I do really like. I love how like that wig came out. I'm just like, oh, I'm loving it. Yeah, Lena is like, again. I think I had very low expectations from her because her Meet the Queens was she was she really wasn't giving anything in the Meet the Queens, and it was probably because the bitch is going to be here a while. So she's like, don't need to give anything. You get this. You're going to see a lot of me. It's a love it. Love it. Audience, 73% love it, 27% listed. La Shiva, no designers listed. She's giving you her rendition of Jean-Paul Gaultier, and it's working. I love that we have a clear reference done in an original way. Love the silhouette. I love the naughtiness of the look. Is it on theme? It's veering away from it, but I'll give it a slight pass because of what the original collection was. I feel like if she had a bigger and bolder look this week, she might have actually won, but we'll talk about um, the judging here. Mm-hmm. No, I I like the I really like this. Um, yeah, I think yeah. When you think about well, the thing to do is I didn't mind the it being a little straight from the scene because you know it is that whole she had the whip dominatrix mm-hmm. beauty and beauty is pain, pain is beauty. Um, you know sexual proclivities and and whatnot. So you know it was very my name is Dita. I'll be your mistress tonight. Yeah, I'll give it a love. It she gets a love it from me. Audience, 94% love it, 6% listed. Viseria, I noticed that it's listed. I think there is nothing wrong with what she attempted to present. It's the execution that's not fitting right. The yeah. proportions of the jacket to the shirt to the pants, it's giving, sadly, man in drag. The waist of the pant needed to be much higher, which would have helped the shirt part of it. I do love the color story. I just think it's very poorly styled. Yeah, red and black are my two favorite colors and so i was like i liked the idea of like her look and when i saw the reference point of it being connected to a, an anime i was like oh well you did a great job replicating this look but it's no no one will know what that replication is because it's like right. you're you're taking one niche to another niche kind of thing and yeah it just seemed i don't know it just seemed like it was one of those looks that she's like well queens are like yeah, this was the one runway I couldn't think of. So this was like very last minute kind of feels. Uh, so because I gave Sissy uh, a listed, I have to give her a listed as well. That's fair. Kiara Yatsi says she left her speechless. She has, hasn't has fully understood the message though. Bala says her stride, she loves her stride, which is always a bit of her own way. And she says she's a little shamed and incorrect. I'll give this a listed. The audience... 53% love it, 47% list it. Mm-hmm. Morgana Cosmica, look by Lamal Costume, hair by Baldora's Crazy Wigs, and more jewels by GV Jewels. Now, I do not think she deserved the hate she got for this look. It's a fine look in her own interpretation of Cupid. The problem that I have is not the silhouette and how it makes her shrink in this size. It's the gold leaf on her chin. Like, one of her sisters told her she looked good, and they fucking lied to her face. <laughs> it looks like she got honey mustard stuck to her fucking chin and didn't wipe it off. Other than that, it's cute. No, that's just where that's just where uh, Jesus came. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Oof. 
I I like yeah I like this look. I actually didn't I didn't I didn't actually read it as Cupid automatically um, until they were saying we had two Cupids. I was like, oh okay. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, I like the wig. Um, I do like the outfit, but yeah, like I said, because of how it's shaped, it does. She's already a small queen to begin with, but it really is like it looks like it's eating her body in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I I like the white and gold. I didn't I didn't mind the the overexposure of gold leaf um but yeah overall right on the chin it was right there i was like oh my god wipe it off wipe it off maybe you know what the thing is maybe in the mirror she it didn't look as it didn't look as like as bad but in the lighting Probably. here it you could really see it it's like when what like mike Burley like for the girl group challenge like rolled himself in uh in glitter and was like boom i'm, I'm ready um it's one of those things where i think it's i think the mirror the lighting in probably the workroom probably made it look like, oh, this is the right amount. And then when you got the main stage and those lights hit you, you're like, oh, you 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 went a little too heavy on that. I'll give it's it like a pheromone in the highlighter. It's a love it for me. Oh, it's a love it for me as well. Audience, eighty eight percent love it, twelve percent listed. Silvana de Manana. Hey, everybody, amnesia wigs. So here's the tea. I think this is a heinous looking garment with an incredibly important message. And if it wasn't such an important message for Italians, it, I would be much harsher here. But I will not be gaslit into believing this is a good look. The cake dress, fine. It makes the cake look, it matches the cake she's holding. The hair, I'm sorry. It's a fucking tornado about to be toppled over. I don't understand why of all the options of hair, this is the one she's like, yeah, it fits. Because it doesn't. And no, I can't defend it. She must improve immediately if I'm going to believe they're going to put her all the way to the end, the way the edit is saying so. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand your points. Um, I just liked it because I felt like she's a camp queen and this was something very campy. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I read it. I read it as, as more camp with a message than, like, glamour with a message. Um, uh, but I will clock. But I will clock the fact that she wore the same shoes in uh, in the challenge and the runway. So I will clock that. Um, but again, some some sometimes you when you have a heel that fits and works, you just want to wear it all the time. Um, I, yeah, I thought like different colors or paint them five different ways. Sometimes you know sometimes they not always work. Um, when she walked out, I was like, oh, that's really pretty. Like I like the message it was trying to that the message it was croquet uh, coming across the the message she was trying to display. Yes, it, the dress is not perfect, but I felt like it was campy, and I feel like that's her vibe. So that's why I was mm -hmm. like, okay, you're you're a camp queen doing the campy look. I'm okay with it. I think yeah, the yeah, judges went a little more like yes. the message, and I was like, girl, calm down. What are you smoking? Kiariatsi says she really loved the lightness of the performance, namely the little dance steps, the attention to the dress, and the brightness and color. Silvana will say that she doesn't know if things happen by chance in life, but this is, this look is dedicated to her wedding next year, but says the most crazy thing is that 17 years ago when they had their first kiss, they were in a disco in Rome, and one of the Balagiata songs was playing. She loves them madly. And I was like, oh, that's why she's in the top this week, to tell them that story. Mm -hmm. But Asilla says congratulations on expressing her dress. She says she is about to be civilly united with her partner, and the rainbow cake is definitely a wish that civil unions can finally become equal marriage. Probably not anytime soon in Italy, but let's all hope. Um, it's a list it. It's a list it. Oh, no, no, it's a love it for me. 
audience not here for it. 38% love it, 62% <laughs> listed. Sapatio, look by Roberto Savarasi, jewels by Antrachita Patrone. Look, this is good. Sapario figured out how to make too much fabric work. What yeah. are the words? I don't quite know, but how it's presented is high fashion and very classic. I love that she's pushing the boundary with no hair. I wish it was a bit more than just a wig cap. And that face is the same mug she had as the disco ball. So there's that. And the pride flag reveal was an impactful touch if you understand the manifesto reference, I mm-hmm. suppose. But I just like the silhouette that she created. The silhouette's gorgeous. It reminded me of like when they did the, the was it the book challenge in season yes. eight? Um, like, so I think, yeah, so I like that it was like, you know, the crumpling up of, of words, um, coming together. And I did like the, like, you know, you had the train in the back that was the, the pride flag. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, the main thing is not, I would have, I don't know. Yeah. It's either like, because she's supposed bald, right? She doesn't have, she, she doesn't no, have she hair. so she, oh, she does have hair. I, I guess it's like, I guess I'm always seeing her in a cap. So I'm never, I can never remember right. Um, yeah, I think the bald cap wasn't like as I don't know what, yeah, the bald cap didn't work for me. Um, I guess because you can kind of still see some remnants of something in the back, so I don't know what, yeah. Um, I would say the dress itself gets a love it, but the face, hair, whatever the fuck she was trying to do here, uh, that's a list it. Paula says she loves it when there's not just beauty, but a message, and it fills her heart with joy. Kiara Fanchini says that she has done impactful, revolutionary, and deeply poetic work. Um, It's a love it, and the audience, they agree. 94% love it, 6% listen. Priscilla has decided that the judges will mainly make their decisions based on the runway, as they all did well in the musical. Not a good week to be Vizaria. Well, honestly, if they had based everything on the Rusical as well, but I felt Zari was still going to be in the bottom yeah. because every time they did a group shot, she stood out because she was the one because she had so much trouble learning the dance, the dance yeah. stuff. Um, but other than that, I was like, I wasn't sure who they were going to put with her um, mm-hmm. because it was like you couldn't really tell anyone else was doing anything off because vocally everyone sounded OK. They made everyone sound good. Um, but yeah, so when they decided to do it the opposite, I was like, okay, well, I think Vazeria is still going to be down there. And I'm like, yeah, I guess Sissy would be the other, makes, makes the most sense based on the looks. Melissa Bianchini, Sapatio, Vazeria, Sicily, Silvana del Milano, and Morgana Cosmic are the tops of bottoms, leaving La Prada, La Shiva, Lina Galore, La Yarn, Lightning Aurora, all safe. Yes, that means a L, 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 L are all safe this week. Too many L's. I now, jokingly, I was ahead. looking at my, because I have like my spreadsheet for doing all the point systems for all the drag races. And I found it funny that like the first two girls to go home were like first and second in the Literally. lineup. And then it was like everyone who was, I'm like, okay, everyone here down is, is safe. Everyone here is the top and the bottom. I was like, oh, well, this is very funny how, how everything uh, lined up. And then we up. lose the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Now, Lena will be called out by name and told that Priscilla really expects a lot from her and has the feeling she's playing defense and not offense. Okay. Now this has happened before. We've had mm-hmm. Rue call people out and be like, I want better, blah, 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 blah. Why Lena? Why now three episodes in? Yeah, that's where I thought it was weird. That's like, it's episode three and 
it wasn't like I was like honestly I feel like I thought she could have been in the top over. Didn't she get called out last week that she would have won if she was in a she different would, group? She, last week it was the call out was if you were in the other group you would have won this challenge, and okay. now now you're telling her it's like oh I expect more from you. I was okay. like that was weird. It's also when they when they tell the girls like in episode three, safe. Mm, you're just safe. It's like. It is three episodes. You've only got rid of two girls. Where else are we supposed to go? There's still right. eleven fucking people on this in this cast. Yeah, that always bothers me too when they when they pull the like, oh, you're just play, you're just safe, and it's still like episode three, four. Um, but I also was like, she could have easily replaced um, Savannah on the runway as a top, and I also didn't think Morgana deserved her bottom placement either. Yeah, it was all very confusing. Yeah. We're going to join our safe girls already in Octucked, and they're going to feel a bit itchy. Layla is like, this birdcage is heavy. No shit, Sherlock. It's a fucking piece of metal. <laughs> the tops and bottoms return, and everyone seems a bit jovial, though the deflation of Silvana's wig is in full effect. And I'm sorry, <laughs> the fact that you put her at the top with a fucking wig that's breaking in the moment, whatever. Sissy will sarcastically say that she was told she was very good and will win, and the girls will laugh. And yeah, if they know that she's lying, sucks to be her. Yep. Vizaria will share that they didn't understand the concept of her outfit, though Lena will say objectively that's understandable compared to everyone else's look. Vizaria says in her head, there's the angel of love and the demon of love. And where's the tail and horns, baby? Gotta be yeah. drag race. Mm-hmm. But she wanted to be a mesophilian creature. Big swing, babe. Yeah. Now, since they're there together, the sisters come backstage because what the hell not? This yep. will now mark Ala Yassi's second trip backstage to untucked in three episodes she's like i'd rather watch drama than be out there with the old people <laughs> even though i was looking at like watching the career to be like they when they started doing music and everything when they went solo i'm like she's a little older than i am probably only by a couple years but i'm like yeah. I'm like, I, cause I didn't know. I thought she was at least like, probably like, I thought she was younger than me. Um, but I was like, girl, you look good. Um, but yeah, they have to be in like, she has to be in her like mid to late forties. I don't know. Let's, let's find out. Let, how, give, give me your guess. Don't look. I'm going to find out. My, my guess is, let me see if they were, if they broke away from their backup singing when they were in 90s, 97, I was 17. My guess is she's 46. Um, one was born in 73, one was born in 74. So I'm 43, add 74, add 76, that's four years. So that would 49. be 49. 49 50. She looks good for her. They, they, they both look good great. for their age. They both Jesus look good for their Christ. age. Oh my God. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Moving on. Yep. Speaking of things that look good, um, Lashiv is going to admire, admire Paula's tits. So there's that. Paula shares that the Rusical moved them both so much, and Silvana tells them that they deserved it as they've had an incredible career. I was like, had? It's over? No more music? Oh, that's rude. She then tells them... Well, because they, they broke up for a while. I, I, I was listening to the, the guy give me a whole uh, a whole thing about their about their, their career. So apparently they did break up, but they did come back together in about 2022, like, so la- like last year, and recorded uh, like a, a new song. Well, she tells them they've paved the way for their community and thanks them for their light. And Silvana became a drag queen because of them. And I was like, 
how many girls do people like become drag queens because of? And then I was like, wait, never mind. Lady Gaga is technically the mother of way too many offspring. Oh God, yes. There's mm-hmm. it, it. It literally, it's 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 either you're emulating an actual artist, or you watch Drag Race and was like, I want to do that. That's essentially the two the two ways. Alice says it's crazy that they did this challenge to not only express their art individually, but together as one. And she says one of the main things for those who fight important battles is to support each other. She says it's beautiful to see them engage in their personal battle of affirmation and art, but it's that there's a never lack of being there for each other. Just you wait. Give it a couple weeks and the battle will be on. They'll be fighting tooth and nail and be killing each other. Yep. Gyariatsi, who has no care to be there, will congratulate them on their originality. No words of wisdom from her. She's like, give me the paycheck. This is my sister's gig. I don't want to be here. Or she's like, this should have been my gig. My sister should move on. Exactly. It's like, let me have it, sis. Let me have it. Well, the girls will sing to one of their songs, then do that really fucking stupid clap thing that pisses me off. Like, why are we congratulating ourselves for mediocrity? Well, to them, maybe they didn't think it was mediocre. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. All right, the girls are back on the main stage, and we will learn that the winner of the week is the theater queen herself, Sipario. Silvana, Melissa, and Morgana are safe, leaving Sicily and Viserys at the bottom two. Do you agree? Um, given who were in the top, I could, yeah, I, I saw, I, I could see why they went with Sipario. Uh, maybe they didn't want to be like, "Hi, Melissa, you've won one already," so we don't want to show favoritism on like who. Did you wait twice in a row? No, she's this is two weeks in a row where she probably could have won again, which could have given her three straight wins. Yeah, then the season's over. Yeah, so they don't want to play it on there. Like we have, we have someone who's a front runner already, but we don't want to make it so obvious that you're winning this competition. Um, But yeah, I think of who they put at the top, I felt Safario like had the best. um, I think her look probably had the biggest, better impact uh, compared to the other two girls. Um, and then, yeah, Sissy and uh, Vazaria were the two that made the most sense to be in the bottom. The song is the classic hit from Paulo and Giara, Maracayos. I think having the queen from England and the queen from Albania together doing this track was a choice, but they tried their best. Mm-hmm. Sissy really did finally come alive and brought a bit of comedy to the performance. I think Vazaria was fucked. She just did not know the words and she tried so hard to do that hand thing and hide her mouth and it just didn't work. But the thing we have to talk about, Sissy and the reveals, both the costume and the wig, not cute. That hairline, that wig was almost off her scalp. Mm-hmm. I blinked and was like, oh, she lost her costume. I was like, well, good that you had something else underneath because dancing in that probably that heart shaped thing was not going to be an easy, an easy thing. No. Um, but yeah, it, it was like, I think having watched like some really good lip syncs in the last couple um, episodes with some of the other franchises, I was like, oh, this was, this was rough. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it was very clear that Vigeria was not long for uh for the for this drag race. Poor girl, I I liked her. I really did enjoy. I her, really but did. You know what? Listen, Vizaria, Nikki Doll, I think was the third eliminated, 
And look mm-hmm. where she is. She's hosting her own franchise. So Albania, when you find a second and third drag queen, let's have Drag Race Albania. Or, or you know what? I'm like, I could because she does speak English. You could easily, she could easily find her way onto a versus the world. And, and you know what? I will say or, this: episode, or volume two of Global All Stars. This episode, she was very, very good. She had funny moments. She was vulnerable. I think she was easily it, one of the best characters we've had. Exactly. It really showcased her as a queen, as a person. And like, that's what I was saying. I'm like, we got so much of her story that was like, well, obviously it's either she's going to deliver and it's like, boom, she's going to win the episode or she's going home. And as the episode was, go- as like, we got the musical, I'm like going like, well, I don't think she's winning the episode because because uh, like her dance moves are, really, are bad. And then when I saw her runway, I'm like, she's going to be in the bottom for this. And once it got down to the two of them, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be her unless she can pull something, some magic out. But yeah, she just didn't really know. She didn't know the song. And I guess, and Sissy did enough to save herself. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Shoot. What is Viserys legacy? Um, That she can't dance, but she can sing. And she's the only drag queen from Albania. And she, she's, the Al- she's the Albanian drag superstar. Have you figured out where Albania is on a map? Uh, no. Yeah, me either. Who won the week? Who the best episode? Um, again, I would say Vajiria. She had like so much like good talking heads. She had a lot of good screen time. She had a bit a big part in the musical. Um yeah, so I think I think she won the week. You know what? I'm gonna give it to Paula Kiara simply because it probably made the international viewers <laughs> be like I'm going to listen to their music. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, yes, their Spotify, uh, their Spotify checks are going to get are going to be really are going to be really good next uh, next next month. It really is. All right, it's time to do something. Then performing as a design challenge is upon thee. Who do you think will do well, and who will glue gun their way out of the competition? Um, I think Melissa will do well because she <laughs> no. she's a sewer. Um, oh God. I think that you know what this might be La Prada's uh, La Prada 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 might be her time to go. But she also sews everything, so she might oh, actually shock she might us actually, here. She but might actually surprise us. Yeah, like Lightning, I believe, mm-hmm. um, is a seamstress. So who, yeah, honestly, and so and so Layla, she also seamstress. Exactly. Um, the one I'm worried about is Sapario, simply because. Oh yeah, Sapario doesn't doesn't really. Oh, the fashion choices are a choice and oh, yeah, i don't know if could. we're using unconventional or real materials but yeah that's gonna be i think that will also be a key too because even like when they have the really the real unconventional materials the girls that can so always go too big and fuck themselves yeah. over all right after three episodes the winner of the season is melissa banchini i it has to be melissa banchini there's no other fucking option no, yeah moment. like Right now, no one else. It's not like it's a season where it's like it's not like UK, where UK feels like any one of them right now could take the win. Sure. It doesn't feel like there's like a real front runner right now. Um, whereas like this one does feel like it's like Brazil. Brazil very much after like two episodes, you're like, well, this girl's obviously going to be in it. As as Brazil has progressed, you're like, she's had highs and lows. Where you're like, okay maybe someone might surprise but now that we've gotten to a final four i'm like no it's probably she's gonna take it because because i'm all that girl already in global all-stars and i don't see either of those two beating her so that's fair there we go all right where can we find you on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug 
Uh, on uh, Instagram, you can find me at Harry is Precious is Harry. Uh, Venmo, Precious Envy. Uh, if you are in New York City, I will be performing with my sister, Queen Brendeline, uh, next Thursday, the 6th. No, wait, wait. Let me let me get. I don't know dates. Let me see. When is, when is the next Thursday? <laughs> a number. I, I need a number. Give me a number. The ninth. I was close. It was, it was uh, opposite. Uh, yeah. So uh, Thursday, uh, November 9th, I will be uh, guest spotting with my sister, Queen Brendeline, for her little fall uh, fall inspired show. You know, autumn season is, is her thing. Uh, and then potentially you keep your eyes out because if a wild card is in my future for Miss Rockbar, I will know soon. Y'all, I don't know if I cursed y'all, but the fact that the numbers were there to send two block talk contributors to the next round and none of them made it through. I jokingly said, I jokingly said that the block talk girls failed this week because it was me, Jessica Rose and Matzabelle. And all three of us like, yep, we, the three of us, none of us beat, none of us beat, beat, beat the girl, the two that made it through. My apologies. Maybe a slip the boat <laughs> if there were block talk listeners in the room. I don't know. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a blast. No problem. No problem. Glad I could uh, pinch hit. 